Robin Zip Show with Ed Kelly. Special guest tonight, incredible comedian. Oh, she's the greatest. Kristen Key, who has one of the nicest smiles in all of show business. Her comedy is an uninhibited mix of edgy, joyful, little dirty here and there, and always inclusive and warm and loving. She sings and plays guitar, but not like most comics, you know, badly. <laughs> Kristen has a beautiful voice, and her original and her parody songs will have you busting a gut. Also, of course, we have uh, Zip, and we have Ed Kelly, and we have our attorney friend, Sean Alexander. So let's get this thing ripping. Everybody at Hello. once. Let's, Hello. 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 Hi, everybody. All right. All right. Uh, let's start by uh, welcoming uh, Kristen Key. And I ran into her recently. She was playing in Las Vegas. And I got some tickets to see the show by, by mooching them the way I always did in radio. And it turns out that Kristen had been on our radio show in Seattle uh, many times. And... Also, she has a, a further back history uh, with listening to Twisted Tunes. And I, I just loved your show so much. You are physical. You are just uplifting and full of joy. Uh, and so welcome to the Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly, first of all. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you again. I'm, I'm, as I said, we, we, we hung out in the green room, and I think we fangirled each other for a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because I that the twisted Christmas really has a place in my heart. It, we, it, it takes me. I was like, you're that guy, and I'd known you before, but I used to drink a lot, so putting two and two together wasn't real good for me. So I was like, wow, I've known you for a long time, but then somehow through your son and like Rivers and my dad's Bob Rivers, I was like Bob Rivers from Twisted to Hell. Oh my God, he's that guy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very well, exciting. And, and by the way, it was very cool because since leaving the radio show, I don't get invited backstage into rooms and meet the performers. You know, I never invite just... old white men into the green room for any reason. <laughs> no, In yes. fact, there's usually a sign on the door. It's like no, yeah. old, no. <laughs> old white men. No, so you, ref <laughs> you referred to me fangirling, which I really did because you're a song parodist and you're a songwriter, and because I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body, probably. Uh, yeah, but, no oldest freaking i'm sorry <laughs> pull my finger old oh. white guy joke but uh i'm but not falling for that one i'll fall for the lesbian one before i'll fall for that pull my finger again because i know okay. lesbians that look just like you but <laughs> you're handsome so, women good friends thank you so uh i think so um all right first thing i i just want to ask this um we're gonna you're gonna play a little music for us, but I noticed yeah. even in your show, you have the guitar there a lot of the time, but you don't use it all the time. It's just in it's here. Spots. I use it yeah. sometimes. I used to like I'll punctuate a story to kind of bring you into a mood. You know, if I'm if I'm like uh, I have a camping story, I want to make you feel like you're in the woods. <laughs> so we're we're kayaking. Do you feel it? Yes, I do. Sometimes it'll get sweet. Oh, and that's when we're sweet. And sometimes it'll get scary. Oh, that's when my wife yells at me. So I try to use it as like a punctuator. All right. and, then, and then sometimes I'll sing a whole yeah. song. Yeah. So. All right. I have to ask you this because after we talk, I, I, by the way, I was on your podcast yesterday. You can uh, check that out. And um, what's your podcast called again? It's Kristen Knows. Kristen Knows Blank. Blank. Um, okay. Because I learned it all from you. Yeah. 
so um, I noticed this. We talked a little bit about physical comedy. One of the things that blew me away at your show is it's just it's impossible not to be infected with your energy. And and I said this in the intro. You have maybe the nicest nicest smile of Aww. all comedians in all of show business. And, and I'm curious about it. I have a terrible smile, like in all my pictures. And some of us old white guys share this same problem. I you mentioned it, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but sometimes, like, I'll be super happy and there'll be Try a picture and I'll be like, look like my dad. Mm. So is, <laughs> is that a natural gift or do you, is like, do you, like the teeth i can't even show teeth How i'm like a i'm like a labrador puppy i'm always yeah. like <laughs> i'm up for anything i'm pretty happy so i smile yeah. all the time um and also i got i got my teeth fixed like five or six years ago with invisalign so now it's like used to i'd smile like oh real like i'd still be smiling but then i'd see my pictures be like oh i don't show the snaggly one and so now that I got my teeth, I, feel like, I don't know. I feel like a like a crest model. I'm just like very juicy. Just look at my chiglets. Yeah, yeah. They are juicy. That's an abusive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Um, all right. A little because we're going to do some of the funny, but also just really, this is a show where we like. And by the way, you guys just raise your hand, jump in with a question anytime. I serious. Yeah, we're getting somewhat serious. Okay, just check in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it sounds a little like, like dueling banjos. Of drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try cocaine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can put this away for a minute. <laughs> All right. Tell us, tell us a little about your childhood. I want to know, like, what kind of person grows up to be you? Free therapy. This is fun. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. Uh, I usually pay one hundred and fifty dollars for this. Um, <laughs> Honestly, oh, and, and just one more tangent. My therapist, and uh, we just talk about TV shows now, so I don't know why I pay her. So <laughs> I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up uh, oh, a minister's PK. daughter in, in Middle Earth. Um, and I was super Jesus-y, like two Sundays and a Wednesday every week, church, 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 uh, Bible Bowl, um, church camp, all of it. I was all about it, super into it. I didn't swear. My parents didn't drink. Our family didn't drink. Two grandpas are ministers. My dad's a minister. Everything was really going that route. And then I happened to find out that I'm a lesbian when I was like 15 or 16. News to me. Um, oh, the way is the thinnest death. <laughs> well, we didn't. It was such a taboo topic that I had never heard what a lesbian was. So I met wow. one in high school. And so I was like, don't hang out with her. She's a lesbian. I was like, what does that mean? They're like, I mean, she dates girls. I'm like, you can do that um, <laughs> mind blown made so much she is that girl is still my best friend to this day wow um, but anyway I, I came out when i was about 16 and lost every friend i had um the church kicked me out me and my family were we had a very strained relationship i will point out they never did disown me or stop speaking to me we did keep our family like we kept it together, though it was very strange for a while. Um, and then after that, like I dropped out of high school, I started doing bad kid shit because I didn't know what bad kids do. So I started drinking and and smoking oh. and stuff. And I moved out of my parents' house, and so I'm just like a, a um, an aimless, just goalless, just kind of I don't know. I didn't know what to do. Um, I was a little Your suicidal. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I'm going to hell anyway. What does it matter? You know, can I, I apologize know. on behalf of moronic society? Oh, God? You know, it's not yeah. God's fault, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you. It, that, it's incredible. I mean, we've come so far, still so far to go, but that was tough. 
Yeah. It still happens to kids all the time right now. This is, I mean, it's, people in, I live in California, where it's more, more on a coastal bubble where people think, oh, nobody cares anymore. People absolutely uh, do. This kind of shit happens all the time. Um, and my story was like, you know, I'm, I'm 42 now. Um, I've been going through this for over 25 years. And we're still not, my parents are still not like marching in gay pride parades. I don't think that they, <laughs> their religion is still not accepting of gay people. But, hmm. you know, but I'm they love up, you. we love each other. We have yeah. our disagreements on that. But I have a wife. I'm healthy now. I'm, you know, I'm sober. And I went through all the things to, to get better later in life. You know, I survived. Hmm. I survived the hard times. But that's now, where I found comedy. Yeah. When I met you and you were first on my show, had you got sober yet? I think we talked oh. a little about this. No. So I get to see the <laughs> drunk you. Yeah. You, okay. One time. Once. This is just a, I always revive <laughs> Dave Dixon at this. Yeah. One, yeah. One time at band camp. No, um, it was church camp and it was pretty gnarly. Uh, no. So one time <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the Broad River show in the morning and I flew in. I stayed at the club owner, Dave Dennison's house the night before. And uh, he said, do you want an edible before bed? I said, are they strong? He goes, I take one every night. I eat this edible. Wake up a few, four hours later, high as a kite. Cannot take a shower, just too high to do anything. And we get in the car, we're driving a radio, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I, I made him turn off the radio. I'm like, that's freaking me out, man. And <laughs> Like freaking you out because I'm going to be on that soon and I don't want to think about like that kind of paranoid I think thing? it was the song or something. I was oh, just, oh, just so freaking. Okay. high. And I'd never woken up high before. And I turned to Dave and I go, I, I, I don't know that I can do radio. I don't know if I can do this. He goes, how do you think I feel? I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow made me feel oh, better. Hi. Yeah. And the radio yeah. went fine. Yeah. But you came on and you were wonderful. And that's the thing, by the way, about performing. I was nervous about doing this show. Because we usually only have other old white guys and we're part of a tribe. And I was like, I don't know if we can be hip enough to have this conversation <laughs> with Kristen. And, but I always get nervous. And then the second the timer goes off, it's mm -hmm. just a conversation. Is that what it's like for you to get on stage? Yes. Yes. And every yeah. moment between shows is like amnesia. I was just talking wow. to another comedian yesterday that, that is similar to me. I, and I don't know if it's just comics with addiction problems or if it's all comics. The minute you have a, you have a wonderful show and you feel it and you know it and you know your material and you're like, I know this one's going to hit. And you walk off. And you're like, great. They're in the palm of my hand. Perfect. Five, 10, 15 minutes later, you totally forget that you were funny. Uh, you never know you'll ever be funny again. And mm -hmm. up until you're on stage again, you just think, Ah shit! You know what have I done? Why why did I still do this again? So, uh, but the minute you touch the microphone, you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like this is great. This is the best feeling in the world. Is this a good time for a song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just I'm gonna start with a love song. I, I have three okay. chosen for today if we have time. But one of them. This is the one I play. My this is a love song. I wrote it during the pandemic because I wanted to write a love song, but I was just home with my wife all the time, and it was real hard. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because sure I was looking that. around for something to write a love song about, and I saw her, and I was like, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> married people, no. It was a lot of time. And it, but anyway, yeah. I looked over, yeah. and we had stocked up on paper products. I saw the brawny man. I was like, oh, he'll have a good love song. And I sat down to write it. It was the hardest song. I could not write it. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, what kind of woman is he with? How did they meet? And then when I replaced the woman with another man, the song wrote itself. Brawny man was looking for love. Well, the brawny man was looking for love. Soft, strong, and dependable to have him hold. 
But when it came to men, this paper towel man just wasn't on a roll. There's going to be a lot of paper towel puns. Buckle up. Yeah. come and gone that his housework had been more important. When he was willing to let his heart spill, none of them had been super absorbent. <laughs> well, he hated the idea of dating online, but he had to try once more. His profile picture was a spotless kitchen with his naked butt print on the floor. <laughs> he said, I'm a neat freak in the sheets. My name is Bronnie and I keep my house tidy. I wear a lot of flannel. I'm a lot of man to handle and the smell of bleach excites me. <laughs> and I'm looking for a man whose hands fit in my rubber gloves. Who cleans like a French maid, but tougher. My heart will skip a beat when he sweeps me off my feet. I need a quicker picker-upper. <laughs> well, the very next day he got a message saying, Oh, I think that we should meet. I like to stay in and Swiffer and order in dinner. Here's a little bit about me. I wear plain white t-shirts. My head is clean-shaved and my kitchen floor is pristine. Now your picture was hot, but you missed a spot in my name's. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. <laughs> well done. We talked about this before. You can actually sing. What? Oh, shut up. Go yeah. on. No, you're the prettiest girl on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, thank you, Gordon. Someone commented. Right. So, um, growing, growing up uh, in church couldn't hurt. You know. Well, no. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Ed, if you've got a question. I'm just saying, that. growing up I, in church, usually there are a lot of music involved. Because yeah. we didn't PKs have instrumental music in involved. ours. Yeah. We, we didn't even have a, a piano or a, a guitar or anything. So it was all a cappella. So you had to learn a part, or you were just that person that was just like, right. I'm a. I'm <laughs> so your parents don't make the rainbows <laughs> the promise that the god won't flood that's the earth how, that, anymore yes yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah my that's mom how i sing along at concerts by the way when they when the old band says everybody sing the song and i and i just go mama i'm in fear of my life when i'm at sticks concert yeah i don't want to actually try to sing so i never did that at church mm. zip yeah. Oh yeah, questions. Zip. Where, where in uh, in the Midwest? You said Mid America. I said Middle Earth is what I call it. It's every, <laughs> every I think it covers everything between the coast. But no, I grew up in West Texas in the West Texas Panhandle. Oh, okay. A town called Amarillo. Amarillo, it's from uh, Amarillo. Yes. Yeah. Know it well. Been by it many times. <laughs> it stopped. is a place. It's it is a unique part of America. It is. Amarillo by morning. Just don't go the there if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go there for weddings and funerals. Ah, which do you like better? <laughs> you know, they're about the same. Yeah. <laughs> See the same people. Chicken, better food chicken. at funerals, though. Yeah, a little bit. Finally, expenses. <laughs> yeah. Better food at funerals. That's the first old white guy appropriate topic we have come up with tonight. That's good. You got, I like, <laughs> you were line. making fun. That I, I work, I live in uh, the cruise community most of the time because I work on a lot of cruise ships and I, uh, I belong with old white men and women. Like, 
Like, I, I don't feel like a fish out of water here. I feel like we could all go to bed around 9 o'clock. <laughs> That's true. We can talk about pickleball. We both we all watch TV that has a commercial that has Magnum PI on it trying to sell us reverse mortgages. Like No. You don't watch I watch prices right and every time like Magnum PI come in. This isn't my first rodeo. I'm like, honey, do we need a reverse mortgage? Reverse mortgage. I love it. It's great. When you're on a cruise ship, uh is it um I always wonder this because I like going on music cruises and I would go on a comedy cruise too. Yeah. Is it, um, it, when you're the performer, you're going to perform for all these people, but then you essentially live together in a little community. Yeah. Is, now I imagine there's times when that's wonderful and maybe sometimes when you go, oh, there they are. I'm going to go this way. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like that, I got like a mini for when I was first doing cruises, this was around right when I got sober. So around 2016, I was doing cruises. What a great time to get sober! You have no. I got I got sober one month before the election, and so like you want to talk about a test of your sobriety, and like oh, what a good time to just burn the whole world down. Let's try a drug we've never done. What in the holy hell? Oh, do we still have lewds on the planet? Oh, like, man. please. <laughs> right. So yeah, uh, but the first, when I first do, started doing cruises, I, I had to adjust my set and write some new material. Um, yeah. And so back then it was a little like, oh God, I don't want to make eye contact with these people. There was one cruise I was on where we got comment cards that just said I was too gay. And there were multiple of them. And I'm like, I don't know how to fix that. Like, yeah. <laughs> my level of gayness gay? yeah, is kind of, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But nowadays, uh, like it, it's always a real positive experience, but almost too much so. Um, to where like people just kind of like shout at me like we love you you know or like I love that yeah. hot dog and I'm just like it's a lot you know just 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 tap me and say uh, like or like the the I don't mean to bother you but I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bother you um, okay it depends on the line and I'm but it a is little... but it is love and you know that it's love so you you can't be mad must be... yeah, yeah you can't yeah, be mad no. And I've yeah. had a little bit of that, but I also feel that way. Like when I'm on a cruise, I was on a cruise with the Little River Band, and um, the guy Wayne, who keeps that band going, is just amazing, and and he's put together this most incredible band. And I interviewed him. So when I've interviewed someone on my show, I feel like I know you just enough to say hello, and also just enough to not overdo it. And you know, and and so I I kept seeing him on the cruise, and I kept wanting to talk to him. And I avoided him for the whole time because I thought he's got people coming up to him all the time. And, you know. And, but if and you don't have someone come up to you, you feel like shit. So it's like, oh, yeah. I do appreciate when people are like, like, I'll finish the show and just like, oh, man, too many people are going to come up. And then I'll do a lap around the ship because I just need one or two people to be like, hey, I really liked your show. It's like, now I can go to bed. Okay. It would like, <laughs> there, yeah. There's the insecure performer that just thrives mm. off of that, you know, mm. oh, great show so, or whatever. Yeah. So rare among comics, isn't it? insecurity yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the most insecure we're like we're like i don't know like beverly hills high school girls we're so yeah. insecure oh, we just need constant validation yeah you've done network television you've done last comic standing you did bring the funny when you're i'm curious about the dynamics between comics because i know from andrew for the most car most part and i'm sure there's exceptions but for the most part Comics are real supportive of each other, even, Absolutely. you know, when they 
when they play in clubs. Really, there's not a lot of... Uh, there's no not enemies or competition. They mostly like to feel good and pay it forward and give some advice or take some advice. But I imagine on a TV show where it's a reality show and it's set up as drama where someone's getting cash and someone's getting sent home, maybe it's a little different. No, we um, no no we. They wanted more drama in our season of Last Comic. Eventually, they cut that part out of the show because you can't get comics to... They actually Hate cast... Yeah, they cast a comedian that wasn't really a comedian on our season because they knew she would bring drama because she was actually uh, a producer for uh, MTV. And they knew... She knew what we, we needed. And so she was the only drama. And they really cut most of that out because it didn't make sense because none of us would, like, beef with her. We're just like, you oh, she's... Uh, yeah. No, no. If she, like, griped, you're like, oh, well, do you want my room? Like... Because we're used to like staying in co condos and shit. And so if you work with like a high maintenance person, it's just like, oh, I can't do this. She's like, oh, cool. Well, whatever's like makes it easier for the whole week. Let then you take the big room. I'll take the little one, you know, and we'll be fine. But yeah, we used yeah. to get along. Oh, yeah. You there in Woodstock. <laughs> well played. Nice, nice book. Um, you mean reality shows aren't really reality shows? They're scripted. They're arranged. <laughs> well, my wife is a reality TV show producer, so it's Oops. uh, it's it's the, no, no, it's it's a little bit, a little yes, a little bit no. So some of it is like there are moments that they want, like we need this moment. How that moment gets achieved, that's on the people in it. And as she always says, they signed up for it. Because so. <laughs> I'm a tender heart. I'm like, what is this doing to their self-esteem? She's like, they signed a waiver. They're fine. <laughs> like, yeah. And there so is, is, there, is there, yeah, go ahead, is there always a built-in storyline that they need to sort of glom onto? Either that or there's a, a story producer that will find the story throughout the show and like, ah. um, like lean into it. So they'll find what the, they're, they're really talented, um, like reality TV, there's so many people that go into it into making it watchable that we don't notice as viewers what's happening. But of course, there's arcs and stories and highs and lows, and they they do a good job of finding it, noting it, and then when it goes to edit, how to edit the show to have to tell that story as it happened and what what's the more you know cohesive storylines. And then Kristen adds the chords for drama for. But <laughs> <laughs> on a comedy show, it's all. Yesterday, speaking of reality shows, yesterday I walked in. These days, when you buy a TV, you are buying the TV spies on you. The TV has software. You click agree. What? The LG like tries to give you some free channels with their own network. And the TV it's has a mind of it. It's weird. It has a mind of its own. And so you'll walk in a room and it'll be, have you all experienced this? With an, maybe you have dumb TVs, but there's a smart TV. And, LG. and so... I walked into the living room yesterday and there was a reality show on and it was called Farmer Needs a Wife. <laughs> Did your TV choose this for you to watch? <laughs> you know. No, it, it wasn't an LG. It was an LGBTQ+. <laughs> I don't know what it was. That's the plus. <laughs> That's the plus. Farmer wives, yeah. But but so, and I'm walking and I'm like, why is this on? Because Lisa will leave the TV going and then it'll go into some kind of screensaver mode and then it'll do some random channel. And what it was, was this guy at a farm and there were all these like daisy there were all these like women dressed up with you know like that farm chick I don't know what you call it but they were uh, dressed up with Ellie Mae thank you 
And they were dressed up and they were all trying to help this farmer shovel shit and move stuff in wheelbarrows to become his wife. So it was the, it was the. Sounds religious. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, their parents would probably like it. (laughs) But I thought, wait a minute, this can't be a real, this can't be a reality TV show, but it was done exactly like The Bachelor. Here's this farmer and he needs someone who wants to be a farmer's wife. And I thought, oh, how, how real could this be? You, I'm so surprised. Like when, uh, when one of them will say, "If you liked this, we think based on your viewing, what you'll like." And they tried to recommend the show called uh, Snowflake Mountain. About <laughs> okay, that. and I was like, "Bullshit! I'm not gonna." I watched the whole damn season. I was like, my wife finished. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm binging a show that this TV told me to watch," and it was right. Not now. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> Snowflake's about to go home, and it was just about like uh, millennial kids camping. Like against their will. Against <laughs> their will. Yes. Do you guys do you guys have to agree on a show? Like Lisa and I, if we disagree on a show, it's a major fight and she won't watch it. And then I feel bad, so I, I won't watch it by myself sometimes. Oh, we have we're pretty independent and we have yeah. an upstairs downstairs and so we have our shows and then our show. So okay. oh here's <laughs> I don't like to fall asleep with the TV on, and so we had to compromise. I can only fall asleep if what if it's what I call quiet TV. And so, and she has to have the TV on. So lately, like, I've been making her watch Murder, She Wrote, because it's real. (laughs) It's got a great theme song, and it, like, starts getting sleepy. And then the the storylines are so bizarre, you can't keep up with it. And so we always just wake up. We're like, who did it? We're like, I have no idea. Someone that wasn't in the episode, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, I don't know who's winning on this one. I think we're both losing, but we're getting great sleep. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of rest. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for another song. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get political now. I'm All gonna right. get political. This well, is you got a... you got four old white guys, and as soon as you leave, we're just gonna talk about cable news anyway. So okay. this is a transition. <laughs> right show. This is a short one, but it was inspired because Bob wanted me to make more of this one. Oh, he did. Oh, awesome. They say they're indicting. Republicans are saying no, according to news sources. Shit's going down at Mar-a-Lago. Because tonight, for the first time, from Fox News to CNN, for the first time in history, they're arraigning no president, they're arraigning Trump. <laughs> Hallelujah, they're arraigning Trump. Confederate flag up on the green screen, will you, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not that one. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And 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 the day that came out, you did a short clip of that. It was it TikTok, so Instagram, yeah. all those yeah. places? And uh, and I thought, oh, that's that's the thing about nowadays. And um, maybe about the last question for you about what so much of your job even as a regular person and a media figure like you and a comedian, so much of your job these days is to maintain your own uh, presence on the internet 
in other words, like you do a certain amount of performing for people in person, but you're a media, you're a multinational global media outlet with all these different distribution channels and everything. How do you, how do you do it? Because you need to do that. You need to, you told me when you had that song idea, you had to get it out that day. And then you yeah, went wanted, and wrote yeah. a couple of verses. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to write more for you. And then I thought, you know, as the as the story goes on, it'll be just nice to have it in my back pocket and I don't know what to do with it. But it's uh I I think because of social media and the pandemic, when pandemic and social media joined forces, mm -hmm. it really changed comedy in a way that every comedian is brand. And what brand are you gonna put up? Like how I guess how in tune are you with yourself or how much of yourself do you want to put out there? Um, I think pre-pandemic, I didn't do anything political ever. I was just like, oh, my haircut's pretty political. I'll let that stand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then as time went on, we were all stuck at home. It's like, well, who gives a shit? You know, what if, right. and people are mean to me on the internet, just oh, like yeah. everybody else. But I get like, like three days ago, there was this guy that was like, uh, um, uh, no real people would ever laugh at that. That has to be canned laughter. I'm like, how? No. Oh, okay. I just deleted it because that's my power. I'm just yeah. like, delete. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to fight with these people. I know some people make a really good living. you just like fighting with trolls online. But I feel like I have, I have godlike powers. Where I'm just like, you never said it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you better yes, erase from the internet. But yeah. Here, I have another can of keyboard courage, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, like, why, I don't know why they do that, but... um. Yeah, it's it's our jobs now, I guess, to just yeah, keep it, it is your job to out. to be essentially constantly broadcasting yourself as well as you know narrow casting and, and performing live. Yeah, they, narrow casting is that a real word? It yeah. is. Yeah. Wow, it's, and that's like that's like like what snail mail what used to just be mail. <laughs> that's right. And now it's just like regular performing has now been called yep. something weird. Because so, we live on the computer now. Now I feel like an old white man. Are you saying it again? <laughs> Spirit casting? What? And, I'm and I, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Oh, hi, Gress. Hey. hey. Conservative laughed at that song. Oh, go say that on you. Go put it on a comment somewhere. <laughs> Do a screen cap on that, Bob. <laughs> well, that's Thank the thing you about you, much. Kristen. And, and I'm going to say I'm going to say this. Uh, so much of the divisiveness and angst in our world right now is people seeming to waste their energy trying to blame or convince the other side, whichever it is, that they're wrong. Um, but you have this joyous, positive smile. And I think humor is the thing that brings us together. I think it makes us laugh together. And, um, you know, I remember the great one, Johnny Carson, and how he would divide, he would do his political jokes, but they were never mean. They were always fun. You could laugh along with them, no matter which side you were on, because they were really just self-deprecating and, and just, you know, we all have our foibles. And, and I think... This keyboard courage that Ed talks about, you know, it's, it's part of us learning this whole new thing where we're all multimedia outlets and some people aren't ready to have a global presence. Do you know what I'm saying? And I do. And <laughs> Kar Karnak on the center screen there. <laughs> what, did, what did Bob 
What did Bob Rivers have to summon up to play with heart by heart? <laughs> Keyboard courage. That's very funny. <laughs> so, I, with um, I think there's a responsibility with like like I said before, like you've got to find out like what you what you believe in, what you want to say, and stuff like that. But also, like I uh, I noticed because there's so much on social media and so much online bullying, I I try not to have. Um, villains in my set i try not to have like the straw man or someone to make fun of like this guy let's laugh at this asshole because (laughs) that's how my career started that was what comedy was in Mm. the late 90s early 2000s it was like you heard a lot of jokes about oh that you know whatever this piece of shit or you know i I, you know my wife was being a bitch i knocked her out and be like (laughs) and now you're like They, we we thought we stopped doing shit like that just recently. Uh, most comics, yeah. there's still some comics who make a very good living, uh, you know, objectifying women and stuff like that. Um, but there's such a there's so many comics that aren't that I think they really show that as an art form you can you can do so many wonderful things without having to, um, you know, beat up somebody to do it. You know, you don't have to run over somebody to get a laugh now. You can there's a there's a we live in a really weird fucked up world. There's a lot to talk about. What she said. All right. I know you said you had three songs. I have a real short one if you want the and, short a, one. A real short one to close out. I, Please I think don't that say would be real great. short one in front of old dudes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> How short are we talking? Do you want 15 seconds or do you want a minute and a half? No, no it's all you. Oh, 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 15 seconds is too short. That's. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do a both. song about or having whatever. kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of hard for me to think about. Having kids, ooh, ooh, because I hate them. <laughs> short. Wow. That's real That's short. Yeah. Grounds for excommunication yeah. right there. All right. I'm going to let you choose your own ending. Uh, do you want another political song or do you want uh, one I wrote during the pandemic? I'll leave it up to Zip. Zip, you choose. Pandemic. All right. Enough politics. No, this is great. This is great. This was, uh, I have, I'm glad we're not in masks anymore, but one time, one time I saw this couple at the airport. They forgot they were wearing masks and they went to give each other a smooch and they just bumped fabric. (laughs) I thought it was so romantic. This song is called Bumping Fabric. (laughs) When everyone was wearing masks, standing six feet away, love was airborne. It was magic. We all learn that holding hands spreads germs. That's why people everywhere are bumping fabric. Yeah, they're bumping fabric. They're smashing masks, getting hot under the cotton. Teenagers' parents, even geriatrics, going, what, 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 bumping fabric. Neighbor Lillian is 85. She's been a little lonely since her husband died. She gets a little friendly with delivery guys, but she's old and that's harmless, right? Well, I looked into her window the other day, and to my surprise, there's the Amazon guy, but he wasn't wearing nothing but his N95. And they were proper fabric, they were smashing masks, getting hot under the cotton. She'd ordered a package, he delivered it prime, going, what, 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 Kristen Key, you are such a breath of fresh air, such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Oh, I love Thanks. you guys. Thank you. Check her out. Thanks. Watch the spelling, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. So many ways yeah, to spell Kristen. Come back Kristen. and see us, please. Anytime, Zip. Okay. Anytime. I love this show. Yeah. All right. Cheers. You be well, Hi, Kristen. Guys. Thank you so much. All right. How do I...
Oops. Top that there you we can't. Oh. <laughs> All right. She's good. She's, Where'd you find yeah. her? Um, I happened to go to a show to see another comedian friend of mine in Vegas. Mm. And I had, you know, it's been a long time. I think she had been eight years previous that she was on our show. Right. And and that was Kermit, whom you guys have met. And Kermit said, oh, you're, you're going to love the headliner, Kristen. And... Um, and, and, and even then, I didn't put two and two together. And as I was coming in, he said, oh, she has been on your show. Oh, and then when she got up and started performing, I, I, I went, oh, yeah, but she was really drunk and high, I think. It was not quite the same person. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't really nice know. Nice back. Yeah. But when she started doing the, uh, the, the songs, I remembered being blown away by the fact that she was good at it and a really good singer and that she's just full of joy. And I was blown away by the fact that she said she was 40. She looks 30. My goodness. Yeah, going on 22, really. Yeah. yeah. She's got that energy. Yeah. Fortunately, she stopped the uh, partying. That helps. You know. Yeah, some of us waited a little longer. <laughs> yes, thank He said autobiographically. <laughs> Shows up on our faces. So, anyway. All right. Well, great. It's good to have all you guys here. A uh, couple of things going on. As if I did not get a topic from you. You did not give me your homework. Slacker. You know, the one thing I just wanted to mention and dovetail on, on our performance, I wish there was a way you could teach comedy as a de-escalation factor yes and handling people who are out of control i don't mm -hmm. see why that can't work somehow comedy I, maybe music. that's yeah that's what you it is it is like music one of those universal languages of love if done correctly i think i mean there are insult comics of course but it, but the it, with the insult comics you buy into the fact that they're really making fun of insults you know what I mean? They're not yeah. they're not like racist or whatever. Uh, so when done right, yeah, I agree with you. I think well, not take yourself so serious. With, of reading, writing, and arithmetic, which one would you throw out to put making people laugh? Arithmetic I sucked it. Man. Arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just import all our software engineers like we do already. Okay. Well, uh, go, all right. Well, yeah. I use comedy to kind of diffuse situations from time in, to time in a courtroom. Not as much in the courtroom, more in mediation, or I'm talking to my clients and, and try to say, well, you know, that happens to everybody. Look at me. I mean, this is what happened to me. And and do the self-depreciation so they so that they realize that what they're all upset about is maybe just an ordinary mistake that they could get over. Uh -huh. um, I try to put them and let them see my me in my shoes. Because a really funny story the other day, I'm in a hurry. I have to leave the house at 4 a.m. to get where I'm going. And I get there and I look down and I'm wearing my slippers. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. You're and, kidding me. Yeah. That, and, oh. and so uh, I got to go. I, I, I'm on my way, but I wheel into a store and I'm trying to find some shoes. I found some shoes. I got them. That's the third time that's happened to me. <laughs> By the way, I think this is an old white guy thing because it's happened to me. I... I go to get Starbucks in the morning. I get in my car and I'm about to get out my car to go pick up my latte and I have my slippers on. And I just thought, oh, well. I mean, I even did it once at the grocery store. And I thought, in LA, I'm in a 55 a plus community. So, you know, just <laughs> well, 
Yeah, and, and I but I'm I'm rolling in to meet a bunch of other lawyers and we're all gonna argue yes. about stuff in the room. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So did you but, laugh? Did you wait a minute, you got shoes, so you didn't have to go through I it. got shoes, but I told that story and everybody else in the room, now I'm a human. That's I'm good. not the guy from out of town who's come here to grind them into the ground. I'm just another guy. And yeah, but you're still there to grind them into the ground. <laughs> Sorry, That's why I get paid. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. but we don't. They don't need to know that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they they can put that aside a little bit. All right, let's it slip to uh, let's slip to the t the thing that uh, Sean wanted to talk about, which is interesting. One we didn't get to last time, uh, and it's an interesting story. Um, we'll do that first briefly. Um, there's and it's politics, uh, but it's fascinating. It's government. It's government. Disneyland, you may recall, had its own designation uh, that I'm that made it essentially. We yes, it's state is what we were. Is it a little bit like? Um, it's just like an HOA. And like, like an control. HOA, I was going to say like a tribal, like an Indian reservation, in a sense that it's not part of the town it's in. It's or got its own separate yeah. government. Yeah, well, an HOA, they get the right to control a lot of things, depending on what the paperwork says. Got, and it's Orlando, Florida we're talking about, right? Right. This is, okay. this. yeah, Disney has control of the property within their boundaries like an HOA would. They get to decide what's going to be built and everything. And Mr. DeSantis and Disney had a disagreement. They weren't getting along very well. And Disney had to turn that government control back to DeSantis. Right. Now, and, what, and, and, to, and, and just to interject some color here, this is political showboating for the same reason on a reality TV show you need drama. You need some drama to get into the news, to get your name out there, to get the name recognition, to show up in the polls as a presidential candidate, which is what everybody assumes he's doing. And, right. and, and as much as I could say, you know, it's, it's phony, like shipping illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, it works. So this is what he's doing, right? Go ahead. Yeah, this is exactly what he's doing. But he messed with the mouse. And they have lawyers. And they have lots of lawyers. And, and lots of money. This, <laughs> they used a special rule. Because you can make conditions for a certain length of time. But you can't have conditions that go forever. And that that's sense. called, and this is a rule in the law, mm -hmm. uh, called the rule against perpetuities. And this is a, law, a, a, a rule that's complicated. It's so complicated in Washington state, they abolished it. They said, you make a contract, 150 years is all you get. 100. 150. 150. Right. Why the would rule, I care about, well, beyond that? People okay. do try so, to control so, things from the grave. I know. Yes. That's <laughs> right. And they used to. And so they would put something in a title or a document or a contract that would say, for now until forever. And they started to say, nah, that's too long, but how do we judge this long enough? How do we decide that? And so what they said is, we can say a life in being, that means someone who's alive right now, at the end of their life, plus 21 years. Now, who do we decide how to pick someone? What Disney did, and what has traditionally done, is they picked a member of the royal family because they live longer. They're well cared for. Mm. And so Disney said the heir to the throne, their life plus 21 years. That's how long that, that agreement, would that, have agreement to, okay. that, that 
limits the control of the HOA to just maintaining the streets and picking up the garbage. They can't say anything about the buildings, the structure, the businesses, the zoning, none of it. They took that all away. So does that mean that Florida's attempt to take that back failed legally? Uh, it no, but they were successful in taking it back. But what they got to take back oh, was, was the nothing. ability to fix the roads and pick up the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and wait a minute, it. they couldn't stop cross-dressing dancers in the middle of the uh, yellow <laughs> brick road say, or anything like that. Yeah, Sean, nothing. Sean wasn't at nothing. all over they the took, uh, trans thing. Yeah, that is over the trans thing. Yeah. But what happened was is that they didn't pay attention. Because that was that rule was adopted in a public meeting, in a public hearing. They did all the things they were supposed to do because the mouse has lawyers and they did it right. And Florida didn't bother to look. They just said, We're taking over, we're taking over. And then they said, Okay, here you go. Keep the roads. <laughs> yeah. Keep the park clean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why and, and the rule just, against uh, the, but the interesting part it. is they picked a member of the royal family. The, yeah. the, the heir to the throne, who's a little guy, he's, he's a kid. When he's dead, add 21 years, and that's the end of that contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the rule time. against perpetuities is so complicated that it's difficult for lawyers. Um, wow. What I was taught, when it was still active when I went to school back in the day, is pick, get a list of babies born at the hospital. Pick 10 names. Put those on your contract. When those 10 are, the last of the 10 are dead and 21 years, then your contract is over. Um, that was very complicated. I never had to do it. Wow. But there, that, so that's another way to extend it. Yeah, well, not in Washington. You could do it in other places like Florida. But here they said, no, nope, we're not doing that. It's too complicated. Nobody can figure it out. Make it 150 years and Got that's it. it. And so, yeah. uh, and so, uh, a contract can't be forever. It can't be in perpetuity. It's just the way it is. It has to have a beginning date and an end date. But there you can are terms and and contracts can. It's just when they deal with certain types of responsibility. Um, I could put a, a deed on property or a, a restriction on property, and that'll last forever. Okay. But between you and I, or our friends, or someone else, those contracts have to. Okay. Interesting. Up. All right. Second topic. There's a malpractice suit that has just been filed just recently. Yeah, I think it was a couple of days ago. Okay. Day or two. By Donald Trump against Michael Cohen, uh, because Michael Cohen, this is the whole thing. When you pay for secrecy, I'm guessing, when someone tells they didn't live up to their fiduciary NDA. responsibility as your attorney. And you've talked about this stuff all the time, Sean. What's yeah. interesting about this one? Okay. The, the interesting thing to me is they're claiming he divulged secrets, but they're also claiming he divulged lies. So it's one or the other. And they're, and so if you read that lawsuit, which is long and it doesn't read very well. On purpose. Well, this, if you have bad facts. In perpetuity, it's hard to read. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's right. So, so what they're saying is you told our secrets, but then they're saying, but you were lying. So if they were secret lies, th there's no protection. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad sitcom based on millennials. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so what, what is, is funny is that, okay, so 
if he's claiming so what was like example what's a secret that was a lie or does it not spell that out uh the secrets that were lies were that that he actually had an affair okay he did he's claiming he's claiming i didn't have an affair but you're saying i did and that's our secret now do you see the conflict yeah, yeah, it can't be a secret if it's a lie. Okay. It's one or the other. It can't be both. And if it's a lie, then it's actionable. If it's a secret, well, until he exposes it as himself, right. it, it can be privileged. And that's what Catch we say. 22, privileged right. means that he's not allowed to say it. Mr. Cohen is not allowed to say it. I, I hearken it, back to our discussion with Kristen about the needs of reality TV. And, and it has to go without saying that Donald Trump is the best reality King. TV master King. of all time and all humanity, even though reality TV has only existed for a decade or two. But, um, but what he has just done with this is muddied the waters and created all of these legal questions that <sighs> there's no, is there a precedent for this? No precedence. No. There, well, I'm sure somebody has been sued for something like this before, but never on this scale. Yeah. Never yeah. for $500 million. And it's the unprecedented the, the, precedent, <laughs> ex-president. A, a non-disclosure agreement is always a civil matter. It never rises to a criminal thing, right? Unless it's with the government, then they, they can yes. bring in some yeah. criminal stuff. They're special. But, but yeah, but it, you're right. It's A non-disclosure is a civil agreement mm. between parties. And usually there's a, in the disclosure agreement, it will have the penalty for the disclosure. Defined. And what that, but with lawyers, it's different because we have a duty of confidentiality. We're not allowed to tell anybody anything unless it's to prevent the commission of a future crime. Okay. Right. So if we hear about a past crime, we yeah. just keep it quiet. And then you're required if it's, if a future crime is about committed, are you, are you? There's a disclosure and it's yeah. about, it balances on how much harm and if is it a person going to be harmed or, you know, is it just economic damage, that sort of thing. Never come up in my practice, thank goodness. Uh, but the funny thing with this one is, is that by Mr. Trump screaming about it, as you said, it brings the drama into the whole yeah. situation. But the good news is the court system is designed to keep out extraneous information away from the jurors. That's why we have admissibility. We have relevance. Everything has to be relevant. We can't bring in massive stuff that which is pretty common normally because we get when you get somebody talking about something the minute you hit too sensitive a subject they don't answer your questions anymore they answer the questions you didn't ask or they answer what they want to say and the court system is very good at cleaning that out um, we have 11 in washington at least about 11 sets of rules that all are layered on top of each other and they're all designed to keep that extraneous information out so the decision maker can make a clean decision. Fascinating stuff. I, I, I think that um, I think this is somehow good for society. I think this is somehow all part of us adjusting to the Internet. I think that we are still early in the innings yes. of the yeah. game that has been changed by instantaneous, and it's been a theme of the show even with Kristen on, uh, the instantaneous uh, branding of every single individual who has this device in their hand. They are now a brand. They are now literally leaving 
and they call them cookies, cookie crumbs, but they're leaving breadcrumbs, evidence, <laughs> a permanent record. Remember we talked in high school? Uh, there was bad shit on my permanent record, but I'm pretty sure that file folder is gone. <laughs> you cannot find out what the principal you can't found out about. Sponge the yes. internet. <laughs> I, I, I know the one thing that was on my permanent record that he said would follow me for the rest of my life. I, and I'm looking at Kathy Carr's question. Hmm. And what decides it are the rules of evidence. Um, and the judge makes a call. One person has to say objection. The other person says this is I object and blah, blah, blah. Um, there are literally thousands of rules in that department. So you have to know them on the top of your head to shout out that objection right out quick before the actual information gets out where it doesn't belong. Um, yeah, but the judge Rudy, makes that decision. Rudy Giuliani and question. fumble. <laughs> Oh, look at that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You see that look? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Involuntary reaction. Well, um, I think he just, a bunch of his tapes just came out to where he admitted he knew he was pushing something that was untrue. <laughs> and that will, that will bite him. Again, will that's they, our adjusting to him? this. I think he has. Uh, I think he has already. I think he's already disbarred. Ed, yeah, in yeah. New York. But I mean, will he ever practice law again because of it? Would you hire him? <laughs> it, it depends, depends on I, <laughs> go ahead if i wanted a clown show to distract someone and make a circus out of something <laughs> well, he'd be right. high up on my list to consider um I but i say would again, you take the dye spots out of the rug when you're done that's what <laughs> <laughs> there is this thing now where we are distracted from talking about the obvious truths and facts by the drama and um, and and that's fascinating to me because, first off, if you ask anybody, did Donald Trump probably sleep with a porn star? And you would get from, you know, 90 to 100 percent of people. Well, of course he did. It's none of our business. He could do that. Just like. And by the way, human emotions don't they don't uh, they don't they aren't governed by politics. That would have been in the same reaction when Bill Clinton had his affair. It, it, it didn't matter which political side you were on. You went, that has nothing to do with government. That is a personal private matter. And you're being tawdry and you're just using it for politics. But in, in, in his case, there was testimony. There was court. There was an impeachment because he, if depending on what your definition of is, is. Yes. <laughs> Sean, I have never splurged more on a dress. <laughs> I spent a lot on that dress. Um, to spend, you know, depending on that, I mean, and this is always a human thing is where, what is the truth? Well, we kind of know what it is, but the, what we're really fighting for influence and power and we're fighting for um, our side, our team. And in, and in politics, you choose one or the other usually, unless you're a radical centrist like me. And so you have to rationalize a lot of stuff to keep it going. And the internet has made that um, it's just so confusing because the stories change, the news cycle changes, the um, new, uh, new information happens so fast that, there, that we don't all hold on to any common sense of truth or trust or verification. And, and, and everybody's splintered into such small groups that we aren't easy, as easy to hurt. It, it's, it's hurting cats to try and get any consensus. So you get a lot of this. Uh, and, and I think as a, as a culture, I think future generations will sort this out. I think some younger generations already have it better than us old white guys. Uh, we, um, 
We're like, I remember when there were three networks and it's sort of, I mean, I knew it was a narrative and it was propaganda, but it kind of made a more sense. And it didn't so change much, every 10 minutes, you know. So and, much more and, digestible like oatmeal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and now, uh, now I see younger people like when Keith and Leanne come over and I look at my grandchildren and I go, oh yeah, the whole world isn't freaking out over this stuff. In fact... To him, it's mostly, they don't even subscribe to cable TV. They wouldn't even know how to find MSNBC. They wouldn't, you know, they, they, their favorite channel is YouTube. Yeah, and, my favorite channel. Yeah, and, and you could argue, as a lot of my older friends argue, but you have to care and you have to pick a side. And, and, or you could go, this might be a waste of my limited time breathing on this planet. Unless I can actually do something, and then what can and I you do? You were an early adopter on that, Bob. On uh, on the uh, on giving I could, up. I could I could get caught <laughs> up on this, or I I could have a quality life and not yeah, uh, yeah. look at it so much. Well, what it was is I spent a younger years as a Republican and older years appreciating more liberal, especially socially liberal values, and then I, having lived through Bill Clinton and Stormy Daniels, I now realize. <laughs> Yes. They're all full of shit. And I, and, I Bob, and I'm just yeah. You've taken the model and turned it on its head. You're supposed to be born a liberal and die a conservative, not the other way. Oh, around. It, no, it goes both ways. It actually goes uh, cuz I know no, a lot of no, other old no, guys. No, the guest went both ways. You you Yeah, <laughs> yeah she did go both ways. You're supposed to go the Thank way of all flesh, which is conservative usually. Key, keyboard courage was a very good joke by the way that she would have gotten cuz she didn't know about uh, me playing on stage with heart by heart but that was um was a good joke it was, it was a good joke yeah. yeah so so anyway I, I i wanted to give this some sort of hopefulness near the end uh i do think that we grow as a society we keep learning the same things and new generations have to go through the same tribal instincts you know misogyny is one of our problems um uh, violence, solving things with anger, you know, some of that's in our DNA and, and, and we have to keep relearning to be our better selves, our more civilized selves. Uh, but adjusting to the ecosystem we're in, and the internet is a whole new ecosystem. We're constantly, everything is being recorded. Everything is, by the way, the one thing my principal said would follow me around for the rest of my life. Yeah. Not going to tell you because so? now it would actually get recorded. <laughs> I know the tricks of the internet. Facebook will know. Zuckerberg will know. He'll sell it to Google. Google will sell it to my car insurance. And I'm done. Anyway. And then they're going to sell it to AI. And then you can go to chat GPT right. and say, make a parody song, but in the style of Bob Rivers without royalties. <laughs> that's all my songs very little royalties anyway alright so uh, awesome Sean thank you for that great discussion Ed yeah. Kelly is experiencing something that isn't making the news the way it used to but is still a big deal one of the uh, workers one of the people he works with the oldest member of his Detroit radio show Kevin has come O'Neal. down with COVID how serious is that in 2023 especially because I know it is on a conservative radio show. Yeah. 
Uh, he lost his voice, <laughs> and I don't mean this uh, <laughs> to, to, to play both ways, but he did lo lose his voice. The Great Lakes, <laughs> the great voice of the Great Lakes lost one of its great voices. He, he actually could not. Like permanently? Oh, that's sad. Out. No, I no, don't care. No, no, not permanently. Who you are? That's was horrible. gone for a week. Oh, like, for a whole week. Okay. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Week, okay. So he's yeah. going to recover. He is, yeah. But it's a, it was, you know, he's 70-something, uh, I believe. And uh, We should introduce the fifth member of our show. What's the dog's name, Sean? Uh, that's Petulia von Schraderhaus. Petulia von Schraderhaus. We're going to have to put that up in the description. Yeah. yeah okay. It, actually, her picture and some of her blue ribbons are over here. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. A pedigree. Uh, so, Ed, um, can, you, can you say his name? Kevin O'Neill? Yeah, Kevin O'Neill. He lost. Oh, he lost I his you voice. Meant the German dog, because no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I can't say that. He's known and as dog. So getting yeah. COVID uh, on a conservative talk station that probably more or less minimizes COVID. Um, did it? Did they? Did you guys bump masks? What happens next? I have. I haven't heard them so much minimize COVID as uh, play. You know, the sin of omission, uh, where a Dr. Fauci clip is concerned, where you know they. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I said something very important, like uh, masks mean. But <laughs> if you want to wear one, wear one. Yeah, that's everything. And, but, and also yeah, yeah. probably say that the government did too much and most of it was ineffective, which, by the way, some of that is, is true. So yeah. uh, there's parts of that conservative argument I agree with. And also, you were shouted down as being a conspiracy theorist if you thought that it was possible that COVID came from a lab leak. And as it turns out, you know, we don't know for sure, but it's very possible that pretty, that, in pretty, fact... Pretty likely uh, it came from... Well, you live with conservatives, so you say pretty likely. And then I'll watch another show that says, we don't have any real concrete, it's possible. And so I go with uh, radical centrist. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm going to say, it doesn't matter how we got it, it's how we get rid of it that's important. That's, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, the oh, internet distracted us. give me his number, again. will you, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how we prepare for the next one, because... Oh, if it's from an evil dictator, we're not going to prepare for it. Ha! Yeah. We need to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, how is shots now? Now you, you, they're no longer free from the government. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, I'm used to that. Stuff stops being free. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. the official decree end in May with the CDC or they're dissolving the COVID department, the government's arm? Of they are backing down on some of it. I know yeah. in Washington, they have made the restrictions. A lot of them are lifting, hmm. except for the one my wife puts on me. <laughs> Which is. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, but she makes me. We're going to a store. I'm wearing a mask. We go. Oh, into... still. Oh, you yes, bet. A lot of people wow. here, too. Yeah. Even in uh, we're old. <laughs> they're advising you know, it, to... you know, if you're over 65. Yeah. Yeah. I never uh, like getting colds anyway, so I'm OK with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm of the I'm of the well, it's, it's a convenient excuse for laziness, but I'm of the I would think my immune, immune system needs to go to the gym once in a while. So I'm not being careful at all. And um, I have never tested positive for covid i'm sure maybe i had it asymptomatically i've dealt with all kinds of health issues that could weaken my immune system i go to concerts every week i just figure um i'm gonna live my life and you know i'm not gonna and, and, and is that 
It might be conveniently laziness. It's personal choice. But laziness is part of my DNA that I'm not fighting that hard against right now. <laughs> <laughs> the path, you know, the road most traveled, the easy road. <laughs> so. Unless you go hiking. <laughs> uh, I had my first snake sighting the other day. And why this is um, important is that... Was it you know, my pillow ad? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I like to hike, liked hiking in Washington State. And one of the things, cool things about the Seattle area is there's very little that can hurt you in the woods. Now, there's the occasional, and I mean every several decades or so, a very hungry cougar attacks someone, stalks someone, attacks someone. Yeah, I usually buy them a drink and go home. That's right. <laughs> there is the... Uh, those jokes are awesome, and we just let them sit there and do their thing and ferment. <laughs> let them marinate. Yeah. Yes. There is the occasional person, very, very rare, because we don't have grizzly bears. We just have black bears, and they're pretty, they're like teddy bears. They're harmless. So there's really not that much that could hurt you that's common in Seattle. And so I hiked with reckless abandon for 25 years. Moving back to Vermont, the deer tick carries uh, Lyme disease. Yes which I ended up being diagnosed with, which created all kinds of neurological havoc. But it came and I started Connecticut. To, yeah, so you know, Connecticut, uh, old Lyme. Mm, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? When they detected these antibodies in me, they could have been there since I was six. It could be dormant. It could have just hit me as I got older and weaker. <clears throat> and so, so that made me feel like not safe in the woods. Hmm. And... We moved to the desert of Nevada, mm -hmm. and a cool thing is that you really can't, except for July and August, you really can hike almost all year, 10 months of hiking. Now, it's shoulder months, you got to go out early in the morning, 6 or 7 a.m., get out by 9 or 10 before it gets to be 85. Yeah. But it's the greatest joy for me in recovery physically and you know, to enjoy my time and still be able to climb a mountain and i've posted some pictures some of you guys have seen this on facebook yeah. and yeah you know i'm that's utopia seen it. for you you and lisa <laughs> it is totally totally yeah. Yeah. except that i used to climb a place in seattle outside of north bend called rattlesnake ledge right it got its name because there was a plant with this little um round little dried up flower thing that would sound like a rattlesnake in the wind yeah but there are no rattlesnakes there. Hmm. Now I hike on a trail called Trail 403, <laughs> which I have nicknamed Rattlesnake Mountain. <laughs> because I do know that now that we're in mid-April, there are Varby rattlesnakes. And I talked to, uh, remember I talked to Tammy Asars, our nature photographer, author, about what she does. She doesn't do anything. I uh, almost stepped on one. Better I hiked 3,000 miles. Better. Hopefully, I'll have a tourniquet if I need it. But I'm more scared. Or find so... a good sucker around. i <laughs> take the poison out. I don't hike with someone who's willing to do that. <laughs> I served up a tater. <laughs> so I went hiking with Andrew yesterday up this trail in the Sloan Canyon conservation area. Yeah. I wasn't even really thinking about it much. And then all of a sudden, slither, slither, right in front of me. Oh, I went, oh. 
a snake. <laughs> I just defecated. In my, <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> but God's a little trick on me. Yeah. It was a little baby garter snake. Ah. Uh, <laughs> no. And I didn't know they even had those in the desert. Yeah. And, it's, um, you, and you now have an empty adrenaline gland to prove it. Yeah. I, I totally, like, I just went. <gasps> <laughs> and so I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to Google it because um, I overdo everything. You know, I'll carry the anti-venom. I'll maybe get, I'll go down to the local REI and I'll see if there are gators or things you can buy for your legs so that the fangs won't, but I'm pretty sure their fangs are pretty strong. Boots. That's a cowboy boots your fur ball. Something. That's right. Yeah. Boots. And I watched that, uh, what was it, 1880, uh, that uh, Yellowstone prequel, 18 something or other. Harrison Ford, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Harrison Ford one. No, the one where, um, the, the one with the guy, beef, it's what's for dinner. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Did you see this one, Ed? No, but I want to say a public service announcement while I'm here. Okay. While you're hacking, Bob, remember, only you can prevent forest fires. Thank you, Sam. In that show, there are these settlers heading out to travel west in a wagon train, and one of them needs to go use the potty, to use the colloquial <laughs> granddaughter term. Yes. She picks the wrong rock to squat down. Oh, boy. And I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. <laughs> I did. I already did. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. So uh, so anyway, that's my new fear. And um, and, the, and the question is, do I keep hiking? And the answer is yes. <clears throat> I'm going to bring the sticks, and I'm going to be on high alert, and I'm going to get used any, to. F- if there's any place, Bob, though, that will have gator underwear, it's Vegas. Uh, it's gotta yeah i mean that's yeah that's a part of that's show business. many of the casinos vip rooms i think <laughs> <laughs> so at least the g-string version yeah yeah so uh anyway now it was you, kind, kind of scary yeah. yeah now you know why rubber snakes are so popular oh yeah <laughs> yeah they work <laughs> right. what was that when i first met bob rivers i can't remember when he wasn't around so just around the horn to end the show, what are you afraid of? What's the thing you most fear mm-hmm. on this date, Thursday, April 13th, 2023? Ed Kelly, you're first. Not catching fish, and the ones that I do catch would be poisonous because it's the Detroit River. <laughs> oh, the Detroit River will kill <laughs> you. A lot of chemicals yes. in there. So you have to eat the young ones that haven't compounded the compounds. <laughs> <laughs> Pollution, essentially. Yeah, you don't need the concentrated stuff. So your answer is, I live in Detroit, and I'm probably getting cancer from everything. Well, truly, when you see the maps around the uh, smokestacks, the refineries, and the steel plants where I was raised and grew up, and three of us have been stricken. I actually had thyroid cancer. So that is a ubiquitous concern, yeah. It is. And by the way, it's an industrialized society concern everywhere, I think. But Detroit... Poster child. All right, Sean, what are you scared of? I am most afraid of disappointing my friends and my clients. Oh. Jeez, Slippers come in second? He, I'm not afraid of that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a good-hearted yeah. man who likes to do yeah. good for people. The That's My wonderful. Little Pony ones he's still afraid of showing up right now. That's right. <laughs> Zip, you get the last word. Hitting the buzzer before my time. Running the <laughs> clock out. 
death. Well, yeah, not so much. Not so much. I just the uncertainty of how much time I have left. Mm. That's honest. Occasionally weighs. I think as you get older, it weighs on you more heavily. Obviously, there is no death at all. We're just waiting for you to join us, Zip. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I I don't have that fear, although I fear pain or difficulty on, on the way there. But I look at the human humanity and I look at the, the globe and I look at the, the, the history and I know that my little slice, even if I'm, you know, Betty White and I get 99 years or Bob yeah. Hope, my little slice is only a tiny slice of history. So I... Yeah, I, what a kick, huh? Yeah, thank you, Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. There is a Bob... I, to, I must have told you guys this story years ago. We went to Palm Springs, and Bob Hope built this signature architecture house yep. up on the hill in Rancho Mirage. And people point at it still to this day. That's Bob Hope's house. And so I wanted to go up and see it. It's in a gated community. And at the gate... You could look this up online if you want to laugh. At the gate <laughs> to where his house used to be, it said... It says, this is not the way to Bob Hope's house. Bob Hope doesn't live here. He is dead. <laughs> yeah, but still coming up with that Lonnie Anderson, Brooke Shields. Yeah, what a kid. That is the Neighborhood Association's response to tourists. Oh, that's funny. That's and we'll leave you with that thought. Everybody be well. Love you all. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I know uh, some of you watch live and some of you, most of you watch on demand. We're on YouTube now uh, only because, and then we post it, uh, you know, in other places. But uh, please tell your friends. And thanks very much for listening. Goodbye.